Hello and welcome to another episode of the Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Pilati, and today I want to talk about goals. So right now on the Drift Growth team, we are in the process of setting our Q3 goals. So as I'm recording this, it's the end of June, beginning of July. And we're looking at the goals that we had set for the first quarter and thinking about how can we improve and iterate on that to set better goals this upcoming quarter. And I figure there are some people out there that are either going through the same process or starting to realize that it's time for them to start thinking about setting up their growth team with goals, any product team with goals, and maybe some of the learnings that we've had could be useful to some other teams out there. So I want to just start with saying that it's hard and you're probably going to have to go through a bunch of different cycles to get good at setting your goals. So we have on our team, we have quarterly goals that we set at the beginning of or the end of each quarter going into the next quarter. And those are based on one core goal that like a goal statement of we are trying to accomplish X, Y, or Z, and then sub goals that support that. So some teams might have monthly goals, like some of our sub goals tie back to monthly goals. And then your team might also have weekly goals. So if you haven't set any goals yet, you might want to start with just working with your team to create some week by week goals or month by month goals to say, all right, we have this number. Can we move this number over the next month? right? That is a good way to start. And the way that we started as the Drift Growth team about a year and a half ago, we picked a number that we were pretty sure that we can move. And we said, 30 days from now, how much do we believe that we can move this? And at the beginning, and for a while, I would say that we were hugely off. We either underestimated how hard something was, or thought that something was going to be way harder than it was. And there was not really an in-between. It was either we were way over goal or we were way under goal. And over time, we've figured out how can we get closer and closer to reality. And one of the ways that that starts with, if you're thinking about setting slightly longer-term goals, let's call it monthly or quarterly, is the data behind it. So if you're a brand new team or an early-stage company, you might not have a ton of data to work off of. It's good to just take some of the data and get some baseline for it, right? It doesn't need to be perfect, but just try to do some back of the napkin math and your first go around on the goals and figure, all right, if here's the rate today, if we were to improve it this much, we've seen it jump this much before, I think that we can do it again. And so it's okay to think about it like that. You're thinking about longer term goaling. And one of the levels that we've gotten to is setting up models to say, here's where we can be five months from now. Here's where we can be 10 months from now. Here's what the work that we're doing today can do to impact month two, month five, month 10, and so on and so forth. I went through a couple core iterations of this. There might be some nuggets in here for people that want to like sit down and build a model themselves. If you don't care, then like skip ahead a minute. (laughs) So when you build your first model, you're probably going to build it so that things are relatively linear and they compound upon themselves month over month. So in January, we'll have 100 signups, and we believe that that number, we can get that number to grow 10% month over month. So in February, we'll have 110. In March, we'll have 121, so on and so forth. What that doesn't account for is the reality, right? The reality is that you'll have certain spikes of increase at certain random times when an experiment works or does not work. So it's okay to start with that basic model, but if you want to be a little bit more advanced about it, you can start to build in the way that I have some of my models set up is 
Here is the sign up. Let's just think about a basic funnel as each column. So number of signups in this column. Next is the conversion rate from sign up to active user, number of active users. Next is the conversion rate, so on and so forth. And I have additional columns in there that say growth expected increase. And so maybe it's like 15% in February because we have a couple big experiments lined up. It's 30% improvement in March because we have two more things and we're pretty sure one of them is going to be pretty big. So then you can play around with saying, all right, if we think about the way that we've lined up our experiments, we have the big ones up front and we think that like out of these three, one of them will work and it'll give us a 10% increase. So you can put that in that line, right? And so now you have number of signups, the rate at which they convert, and then you have this other column, which is the rate in which you can improve it in that given month. And then you can add one more column that says, given the rate of improvement that you can add, what are the net new numbers that you can bring to the table? So maybe it is, I'm getting really into my like Google Sheets head here. You can walk away with this and I'm happy to, if someone wants to send me an email and take a look at like the structure for this. The thing that this tells you is based on the growth experiments or based on these experiments or based on this work, we believe that we will get an additional 1,000 signups and those signups will come as a result of three big increases based on the experiments that we're running in February, April, and June, right? Okay, so data modeling aside, let's think about the next part of goal setting, alignment around the goals and the strategy. It's really important to separate, especially for growth teams, it's really important to separate the strategy from the team's execution. So when you think about goals and thinking about hitting your goals or not hitting your goals, there could be two core reasons for that to happen. One, you set a bad strategy, which is your top line goal. So let's say you have quarterly goals, you have one top line goal. Let's say your top line goal is to, you believe that you can build a viral acquisition funnel for your product. And so that is the goal statement. And that's the strategy that you're going to go after. So at the end of the month, if you miss that goal, either, as I was saying, the strategy didn't work and the strategy isn't going to work for your product or your company or your system or whatever it might be, or the team didn't execute. And it's really important to think about ways that you can measure those things independently and getting alignment up front from your management team, leadership team, the rest of your team that's working on these goals that you agree on that strategy as the right thing for you to do and the sub-goals that will get you there, the sub-goals generally would wind up being the experiments that you're going to run to get there. You just have to say that, and you just have to say this together, we agree on this as the strategy that we're going to take with this product, right, with this part of the funnel. And then we can say at the end, that strategy didn't work. Was it a function of Did we pick bad experiments? Well, hopefully not because you all agreed on the sub goals and what those experiments were going to be up front. Then you've separated that from the question of did the team execute? And then you can ask the question of, all right, can this team clearly articulate what the learnings were, why those experiments didn't work, what they would change, and then better inform a new look at that top line strategy? So Again, it's important in this process, especially for growth teams, because on growth teams, if you're running experiments often, you're going to fail most of the time. It's important to separate these two to say that the strategy failed or the strategy succeeded. And 
even if the strategy fails, it doesn't mean that those team members failed because it gets hard being on a growth team where you feel like you're running these experiments all the time and things aren't working and you haven't had a big win for a while. And so it just really starts to weigh on the people. And so you just got to think about it from how do we separate these two things? How do we make sure that we're in agreement on the strategy and separating that working and the experiments working or not from the execution that the team is building on top of to begin with. Two more things that I want to cover around goals. When you're setting goals, try to focus on one part of the funnel at a time. This is a mistake that we made early on. We had one team with a couple engineers and we were trying to improve the rates of acquisition, activation, retention, upgrades, like all the levers. And we tried to bundle them all to say like, all right, we can move upgrades by 5% and we can move the number of signups 10% this month. And it just wound up being way too much for us to handle. And so we've gotten better at staying focused on one part of the funnel for an extended period of time, which allows you to go really, really deep and run experiments on top of one another, right? You can learn that this thing worked and now you can run another one on top of it. Whereas if you're trying to focus your goals on five different parts of the funnel at once, it just gets super discombobulated and hard to follow a true train of thought. The last thing, and there's a lot of good content around this, Casey Winters, for example, has a blog post about it. I'm I'm not sure what the link is, but it's to say that you should be measuring your KPIs, your goals, your can we improve this, not by rates, but as absolutes. So a much better goal is we want to get a thousand more signups in the next month. That is a much better goal than we want to increase the signup rate on the website by 1% because a rate can be impacted by a lot of different things that are outside of your control. Maybe the traffic changes. So the traffic goes up, but the people converting goes down, but the overall volume of people signing up goes up. So the rate would go down because you got more people coming in the first place and maybe they're converting at a lower rate, but you're getting more people at the other end. You have to think about, all right, what is the best way that we can measure actual impact of a team and have those things be attributed and absolutes we have found uh, are the best way to do that. We made a lot of mistakes around this. had some painful lessons where we were driving one rate up or one rate was going way down, but at the end of the day, it didn't really matter because we were just doing a better job filtering people at the top of the funnel, right? You can game a rate, but you can't really game an absolute for sure. All right, that's what I got on goals. Bunch of random stuff. Hopefully it was helpful. If you have any questions, feedback, any process that you have for your goal setting, any tips that you've come along the way, I would love to hear them and share them, learn from them and give you other answers to questions if you have any about the way that we think about goals or the things that we've done in the past here. So feel free to reach out. My email is mattedrift.com. If you enjoyed the episode, I would absolutely love and appreciate you for giving a five-star review on the app store i know i'm begging but it matters and i really do look at all those and appreciate them for sure also appreciate you just listening in the first place and i will catch you on the next episode thanks